It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Just because you beat a generational curse doesn't mean you don't need to look out the back door. You need to look at the front door. You need to walk at the back door. You need to look at the window. You need to look at every angle because the devil's sneaky and tricky. I mean, you, you see this in example um, through the Bible of um, Abraham saying uh, that Sarah was his sister. And, and then Isaac saying his wife was his sister, right? Like subtle, subtle ways um, and patterns that get repeated. So I just want to encourage you today to look into your past and understand it it allows you um being aware of your past allows you to be a better steward of your future right some of the greatest and most successful people were only able to move forward after they dealt with their traumas their past hurts um and these generational curses so don't allow this generational curses to sneak in your life that's why i created this episode for you today i pray continue blessing over you and that you walk in generational blessing. This whole purpose of, is, is to encourage you so you can get to the best level. I, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. Honored to bring an episode. This is a solo episode. And in these solo episodes, I kind of go more into development out of all the three phases. If you're new to the show, we deal with three areas, discovering, develop, and distributing one's gift. So discovering what God is giving you to do, developing that into mastery, and distributing that gift to the world. And in that development phase, there are times where you really need to deal with some things to be able to progress forward so you can go to the distribution phase. And I'm going to be sharing with you some things and some principles uh, around generational curses. Like, that's not what you normally hear on a podcast, right? But I just feel this is a, a direction to really deal with today. And so we're going to deal with it. So with that said, um, what are generational curses, right? Um, I get the definition really based on reading through the Bible. You see that... Um, when someone has sin or things that go on in their life, they get passed on. Whether you see a habit, a habit of, you know, drinking, right, and alcoholism that gets passed on to the next generation, to the next generation, or generation of alcoholics, or um, and, and there's also generational blessing, right? Uh, my father was a doctor. My father's father was a doctor. My, you know, and then so on and so forth. You see this 
these patterns and you can't ignore them you can't ignore these things they're they're there they're they're real they exist um and you if you don't acknowledge them and if you're not aware of them i believe they can sneak up on you so today's episode is dealing with the fact that generational curses are sneaky generational curses are super super sneaky so i'm going to just start off right off into my story um i i want to give a disclaimer uh i'm on i honor my my family i honor my father my mother uh Anything I'm sharing is not to dishonor. It's to illustrate what can happen in families <clears throat> regarding generational curses. Okay, so so I want to start off with, um, I want to go into the story of my dad. My dad is a great man. Shout out to my father. Um, there's some great things that he's done, and, and, and he's done a, a tremendous job, better than his forefathers uh, in areas of life. And it's about progression, right? However, there are some areas where <clears throat> I've seen patterns, whether inst- installed by him or further generations before, where those patterns weren't the best. And I actually had a conversation with my father about some of these things. And one of the patterns is, unfortunately, in a lot of West African cultures, um, primarily Ghana and Nigeria, um, there's a lot of um, men who have multiple wives or if not at the same time, right back to back to back. So my grandfather um, had multiple wives, right? I don't know if they were at the same time or right after another, but let's just know that he had that. Um, so there was a a disconnect there already right uh just between you know all the kids and you've got you know multiple women and i think create you know like solomon in the bible i don't know how he did all that having all those many wives it's, you know one is a lot to work with so why have thousands <laughs> i mean and then you know so we get, that's a whole another podcast episode but here here is and and, and ladies other way around you know women with multiple husbands. I don't, I don't know how that's that, that none of it's easy. Okay. So check this out. My dad as well, um, has been married. I, I believe on record six or seven times, six or seven, one of those two, six or seven different wives, uh, over the course of his life. And, um, you know, for different reasons, different things happen. So he's, you know, went from one marriage to another marriage. Um, and, you know, things didn't work out. Granted, there's always two sides to a story, right? So there's always two sides to the story, knowing that. I'm sharing, again, I'm sharing this not to, I'm not just being dishonorable. Um, I'm sharing this to illustrate something about how sneaky generational curses are. Um, so if you look at that, um, hearing that as a child, you know, my dad had multiple wives. Um, I also, my dad also had, you know, a lot of things he had to overcome and especially health, health challenges. And he's, you know, survived through a lot of stuff from, from strokes to heart attacks to all of those things. Right. My dad has had to deal with. Um, 
And I, I believe that's been a hindrance to some of the other areas of his life. For example, my dad went to um, school, very brilliant, brilliant man. You know, was in the, in I believe it in, in Russia, was in the equivalent of NASA, was uh, working for them. And uh, he has a degree in agriculture. He has a master's um, in multiple arenas. Um, he did a master's at Cal Poly Pomona, uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, he has a degree from Fresno State University. Um, he's got a degree from Cambridge College. Um, and, um, just, just brilliant, man. Just so much wisdom and brilliance, right? He has, honestly. Um, <clears throat> however, um, there were a couple of things he didn't complete, such as going to law school didn't finish that he went to vet school he didn't finish that again coupled with health challenges and all of those things went to um uh, med school didn't finish that went to get his doctorate from ohio state university and um the ohio state university uh, for, for my ohio state people um and had to only hand in his dissertation dissertation and didn't get that done and didn't get that completed so you know now you know um he's again he had all these health challenges there's so many different things so you see the pattern of <clears throat> multiple wives multiple careers or multiple things that were left incomplete nothing finished to the level it should have and me seeing this um growing up i said man i don't I don't really want that pattern for my life, right? So I gave my life to the Lord and um, I think it was 20, uh, 19, 19. And, you know, just seeing that I knew I knew what I didn't want. I didn't know what I really wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. Um, it was around that time I was going to um, pledge for Alpha Phi Alpha. So um, I'm... I'm about to pledge into this fraternity and I'm just getting to learn God and learn God's voice. And I was like, I don't want to do something that's going to dishonor God. I don't want this fraternity thing. You know, sometimes people can get into it and be very, um, make it their identity and all that stuff. And I was hesitant. I was praying about it. And I got this revelation. God was showing me that. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't really want to go through I was early on in the process where I could have said, hey, I'm not going to go forward. <clears throat> but I heard this from God that, David, I want you to complete this process because I'm going to use it to break the spirit of quitting off of you. So God was showing me whether I understood it at that moment, the spirit of quitting that was on my father um, and probably on his father was trying to come into my life because at that time before that time i had just quit engineering um i wasn't passionate about it i got into digital media um i was starting to see in myself there's the spirit of quitting you know that already already uh, rearing its ugly head and um so got to go through and i went through the process i went through alpha phi alpha crossed 06 uh, pi gamma centennial club uh, centennial line deuce club um for all my fraternity people that all makes sense but basically i pledged crossed the burning sands and um 
and it was it was it was reassuring because <clears throat> I wanted to quit every single day. Every single day I wanted to quit and I didn't. So I pushed through something that I really wanted to quit and I made it through, which was a miracle in itself. Now, keeping in mind that there's this backdrop of this quitting spirit. As I'm dealing with this quitting spirit, I'm, I'm noticing, you know, it, it has this attitude in me that I, I feel like after that, a lot of things were broken. I believe certain generational curses were broken. Now, this is where the catchy part is, right? So I'm going to read a scripture verse and then I'll come back to it. <clears throat> in Numbers 14, 18, it says, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means, here the key word, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. So this is literally in the Bible, Numbers 14, 18, where it talks about what happens. It's not God putting it on a person. It's that its own transgression, its own sin, its own evil can naturally get passed to the next generation, not clearing the guilty. So just because God has grace doesn't mean that the consequences that aren't built in. If God forgives me for um, lying to a, uh, a person that person still may not want to trust me to do something because I lied, right? So the key is understanding that um, this is not God's desire for somebody to have a generational curse persist, but it is a consequence of having the, this fallen world we live in and all these things happen as a consequence built in. Right. When you do bad to the environment, the environment says, hey, I don't like that. And it gives you back something when you when you push back against nature or its laws, its principles, there are consequences that are built in. And it's not a person doing that. It's the way the system is built. OK, so I wanted to give that backdrop as well. Now, let's go back into my story of <clears throat> my father who's gone through all this and now I'm coming out of this fraternity, I, I made it through, I um, persisted, despite wanting to quit, and um, I graduated from my, with my degree in digital media, and I persisted, and then went to the next level, and got my master's in entertainment business, <clears throat> and persisted through that, and have been consistent in that, right, so that's great, I didn't repeat the pattern of you know, going to multiple different things and multiple different degrees, right? And not, 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 not quitting, right? So that's one track. I want you to see the other track, right? The other track is that um, I've been blessed to meet the woman of my dreams, my wife, Abigail, and I've been married to her at the time of this recording for over 10 years, nearly 11. And, um, I've been faithful, been with one woman, um, no baby mama drama, no, no multiple, multiple, you know, things dealing with multiple women. I, ne I never had to deal with any of that. I made a conscious decision, put a, a line in the sand that I wasn't, you know, that's it. I get married and that's it. It's done. That's it. We're, we're stuck forever, right? That's automatic. So that's the second track. 
So let me come back to the first track and I'll jump back to the second track in a second. So somebody might say, David, you beat the generational curse. Good job. You're not um, you're not a quitter, which I'm not. I don't quit. Right. Um, <clears throat> for the most part, um, David, you didn't have to do multiple degrees and all that stuff. But guess what? I want you to see how generational curses are sneaky. Now we're getting to the meat of what, what, what I want to talk about. Generational curses are sneaky because it's not always directly the right thing, like like direct for A for A, apple for apple. Here's how it can work. I have a bunch of online courses. Courses that I've bought. Granted, I know a lot of people do this. I'm not the only one. I know you're probably listening. You're You're guilty of this too. I've purchased so many different online courses, um, but some high-end, five-figure plus courses, some, you know, under under a couple thousand, some, you know, hundreds of dollars or whatever it is. But let's just let's just put it in in, in perspective. I've probably got at a minimum. This is a very minimum. <clears throat> 40 to 50 unfinished courses that I've purchased 40 to 50 unfinished courses that I've purchased around various topics around finance and business programs and um, you know personal development everything you can think of like I got I got I got a lot of them. and I know I know a lot of people do like David hey what's the big deal we all have that like that's like common in our society but I want you to see that that's how a generational curse can be sneaky and sneak in, right? So I didn't falter in having multiple, de- you know, quitting multiple degrees. But when you think about it, I've started different courses, online courses, which are still what? They're not degrees, but it's still education. And I haven't completed those things. So I am cognizant. And I, I, I don't know where I got this understanding and revelation from, but that just because you beat a generational curse in one way doesn't mean you don't need to look out the back door and see if you're if you're create is a there's a there's a fine line you think oh you think you know i've i've stopped the front door from the curse getting into the front door but you're forgetting there's a back door to the house and they're coming through the back door to bring whatever that thing is into your life and in my case the front door is the multiple degrees and 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 you know multiple degrees and you know multiple women in my dad's life as an example i didn't deal with any of those right so on the back end though i'm dealing with multiple online courses that i have never completed or some of them have never even opened and i purchased them which is the same as um going to something and not completing you get it? You get what I'm saying? I hope I hope that resonates. Let me give you the second second track. I told you we'd come to the second track. The second track, though I've been uh, good and faithful, um, and been with, I've been a one woman man. I've always declared that, which I, I'm I'm really grateful for that. The back door is this. My mom. Now this is not on my dad's side. This is on my mom's side. My mom is an amazing woman. Um, one of my heroes. And because my dad wasn't there throughout our childhood, my mom had to step in as a single mother to uh, work hard and provide for the family and do all of these things. Now, 
with that said, my mom had to work a lot. My mom worked 48 hours to anywhere, in some cases, 60 hours a week, mainly 48, but she had to put a lot of work in. And guess what happens as a, as a result of that? My mom didn't really get to spend the time she wanted with us because she had to provide. So some could call her a workaholic, right? Um, she loves to work. She's great at work. She's, she's, she's a hardworking person. I'm so grateful for that. Now, the back end for me is that <clears throat> because I am a type of person that, um, you know, wants to be this good husband, good provider, good, all these things, I have dealt with a little bit of workaholic-ness uh, in my life um, in making sure that I'm there. So it's one thing to be uh, married. It's another thing. To make sure you're there in your marriage to the level that you need to be. And I think I've done a good job, but I could I could be doing a greater job by making sure that there's balance in this area of working. Right. And and when you're working hard, um, that seems like it's a good thing. And it is a good thing. But as we me and my wife build up a family, I could easily step into that workaholic nature not because I, um, you know, am doing it the wrong way because I want to be more like a good example of what my mom has done, but I can also let this generational piece come at, generational curse come in through the back door by being an overworkaholic, not, and then not be present on the level that I need to be for my wife and my family. So I just hope you see that just because you beat a generational curse doesn't mean you don't need to look out the back door. You need to look at the front door. You need to walk at the back door. You need to look at the window. You need to look at every angle because the devil's sneaky and tricky. I mean, you, you see this in example um, through the Bible of um, Abraham saying uh, that Sarah was his sister. And, and then Isaac saying his wife was his sister, right? Like subtle, subtle ways um, and patterns that get repeated. So I just want to encourage you today to look into your past and understand it. Um, being aware of your past allows you to be a better steward of your future, right? Some of the greatest and most successful people were only able to move forward after they dealt with their traumas, their past hurts, um, and these generational curses. So don't allow this generational curses to sneak in your life. That's why I created this episode for you today. I pray continued blessing over you and that you walk in generational blessing. This whole purpose of, is, is to encourage you so you can get to the best level, best ne the next best step in your life. All right. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. 
So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.